January the 30th. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Thank you, Lord God. When life is too hard for us, we say, Abba, Father, Lord. Thank you for helping us with our Bible studies. Thank you for helping us with our day and giving us great days, Lord. We thank you for the cross and your son, Jesus Christ. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit. And thank you for the word of life that we have, Lord. We thank you. And we rejoice in this day and rejoice in our care, Lord. We're satisfied with our care. Amen. Amen. Okay, January the 30th. January the 30th, Exodus 10 to 12:31. Then the Lord said to Moses, Return to Pharaoh and make your demands again. I have made him and his officials stubborn so I can display my miraculous signs among them. I also done it so that you can tell your children and grandchildren about how I made the mockery of the Egyptians and about the signs I displayed among them, and so you you will know that I am the Lord. And Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, This is what the Lord says, the God of the Hebrews says, How long will you refuse to submit to me? Let my people go so they can worship me. If you refuse, watch out, for tomorrow I will bring a swarm of locusts on your country. They will cover the land so they so that you won't be able to see the ground. They will devour what little is left of your crops after the hailstorm, including all the trees growing in the fields. They will overrun your palaces and the homes of your officials and all the houses in Egypt. Never in the history of Egypt have your ancestors seen a plague like this one. And with that, Moses turned and left Pharaoh. Pharaoh's officials came to Pharaoh and appealed to him, How long will you let this man hold us hostage? Let the men go to worship the Lord their God. Don't you realize that Egypt lies in ruins? So Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh. All right, he told them, Go and worship the Lord your God, but who exactly will be going with you? Moses replied, we will all go, young and old, our sons and daughters, and our flocks and herds. We must all join together in celebration, a festival to the Lord. Pharaoh retorted, The Lord will certainly need to be with you if I let you take your little ones. I can see through your evil plans. Never, only the men may go and worship the Lord. Since that, that is what you requested, and Pharaoh threw them out of the palace. Then the Lord said to Moses, Raise your hand over the land of Egypt to bring on the locusts. Let them cover the land and devour every plant that survived the hailstorm. So Moses raised his staff over Egypt, and the Lord caused an east wind to blow over land all that day and through the night. When morning arrived, the east wind had brought the locusts 
and the locusts swarm over the whole land of Egypt, settling in dense swarms from one end of the country to the other. It was the worst locust plague in Egyptian history, and there has never been another one like it. For the locusts cover the whole country and darken the land. They devour every plant in the field and all the fruit of the trees that had survived the hailstorm. Not a single leaf was left on the trees and plants throughout the land of Egypt. Pharaoh quickly summoned Moses and Aaron. I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. He confessed, forgive my sin just this once and plead with the Lord your God to take away this death from me. So Moses left Pharaoh's court and pleaded with the Lord. The Lord responded by shifting the wind and the strong west wind blew the locusts into the Red Sea. Not a single locust remained in all the land of Egypt. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart again. So he refused to let the people go. Then the Lord said to Moses, Lift up your hand towards heaven, and the land of Egypt will be covered with darkness so thick you can feel it. So Moses lifted his hand to the sky, and a deep darkness covered the entire land of Egypt. For three days, during all that time, the people could not see each other, and no one moved. But there was light as usual where the people of Israel lived. Finally, Pharaoh called for Moses, Go and worship the Lord, he said, but leave your flocks and herds here. You may even take your little ones with you. No, Moses said, you must provide us with animals for sacrifices and burnt offerings to the Lord our God. All our livestock must go with us too. Not a hoof can be left behind. We must choose our sacrifices for the Lord our God from among these animals. And we will know how we are to worship the Lord until we get there. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart once more, and he would not let them go. Get out of here, Pharaoh shouted at Moses. I'm warning you, never come back to see me again. The day you see my face, you will die. Very well, Moses replied, I will never see your face again. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will strike Pharaoh and the land of Egypt with one more blow. After that, Pharaoh will let you leave this country. In fact, he will be so eager to get rid of you that he will force you to all to leave. Tell all the Israelites, men and women, to ask their Egyptian neighbors for articles of silver and gold. Now the Lord had caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the people of Israel. And Moses was considered a very great man in the land of Egypt, respected by Pharaoh's officials and the Egyptian people alike. Moses had announced to Pharaoh, this is what the Lord says, at, my, at midnight tonight, I will pass through the heart of Egypt. All the firstborn sons will die in every family in Egypt, from the oldest son of Pharaoh who sits on his throne to the oldest son of the lowliest servant girl who grinds the floor, even the firstborn of all the livestock will die. Then a loud wail will rise through the land of Egypt, a wail like no one has heard before or will ever hear again. But among the Israelites it will be so peaceful that not even a dog will bark. 
then you will know that the Lord makes a distinction between the Egyptians and the Israelites. All the officials of Egypt will run to me and fall to the ground before me. Please leave, they will beg. Hurry and take all your followers with you. Only then will I go. Then, burning with anger, Moses left Pharaoh. Now, the Lord had told Moses earlier, Pharaoh will not listen to you, but then I will do even more mighty miracles in the land of Egypt. Moses and Aaron performed these miracles in Pharaoh's presence, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he wouldn't let the Israelites leave the country. While the Israelites were still in the land of Egypt, the Lord gave the following instructions to Moses and Aaron. From now on, this month will be the first month of the year for you. Announce to the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each family must choose a lamb or a young goat for a sacrifice, one animal for each household. If a family is too small to eat the whole animal, let them share with another family in the neighborhood. Divide the animal according to the size of each family and how much they can eat. The animal you select must be one-year-old male, either a sheep or a goat, with no defects. Take special care of this chosen animal until the evening of the 14th day of the first month. Then the whole assembly of the community of Israel must slaughter their lamb or young goat at twilight. They are to take some of the blood and smear it on the sides and top of the door frames of their houses where they eat the animal. The same night they must roast the meat over a fire and eat it along with bitter salad greens and bread made without yeast. Do not carry, do not eat any of the meat raw or boiled in water. The whole animal, including the head, legs, and internal organs, must be roasted over a fire. Do not leave any of it until the next morning. Burn whatever is not eaten before morning. These are your instructions for eating this meal. Be fully dressed, wear your sandals, and carry your walking stick in your hand. Eat the meal with urgency. For this is what the Lord's this is the Lord's Passover. On that night I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down and strike down every firstborn son and firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt. I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt, for I am the Lord. But the blood of your on your doorposts will serve as a sign, making the houses where you are staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. The plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. Matthew. Okay. Uh, Matthew 20, verse 1 to 28. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early one morning to lure workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay the normal daily wage and sent them out to work. At 9 o'clock in the morning, he was passing through the marketplace and he saw some people standing around doing nothing. So he hired them, telling them he would pay them whatever was right at the end of the day. So they went to work in the vineyard. At noon and again at 3 o'clock, he did the same thing. At 5 o'clock that afternoon, he was in 
town again and saw some more people standing around. He asked them, Why haven't you been working today? They replied, Because no one has hired us. The landowner told them, Then go out and join the others in my vineyard. That evening he told the foreman to call the workers in and pay them, beginning with the last workers first. When those hired at five o'clock were paid, each received a full day's wage. When those hired first came to get their pay, they assured they assumed they would receive more, but they too were paid a day's wage. When they received their pay, they protested to the owner, These people, those people worked only one hour, and yet you paid them just as much as you paid us, who worked all day in the scorching heat. He answered one of them, Friend, I haven't been unfair. Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wage? Take your money and go. I wanted to pay this last worker the same as you. Is it against the law for me to do what I want with my money? Should you be jealous because I'm kind to others? So those who are last now will be first then. And those who are first will be last. As Jesus was going to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside privately and told them what was going to happen to him. Listen, he said, we're going up to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priests and the teachers of the religious law. They will sentence him to die. Then they will hand him over to the Romans to be mocked, flogged with a whip, and crucified. But on the third day he will be raised from the dead. Then the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus with her sons. She knelt respectfully to ask a favor. What is your request? He asked, she asked. What is your request? He asked. She replied, in your kingdom, please let my two sons sit in the places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other on your left. But Jesus answered by saying to them, You don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I'm about to drink? Oh, yes, sir, replied, we're able. Jesus told him, You will indeed drink from my bitter cup, but I have no right to say who will sit on my right or my left. My Father has prepared those places for the ones he has chosen. When the ten other disciples heard what James and John had asked, they were indignant. But Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Psalm 25, 1-25, 1-15 Pray Psalm 25 as a confession of sin and a commitment to follow God's way. Praise him for guiding your way. Thank him for his unfailing love. O Lord, I give my life to you. I trust in you, my God. Do not let me be disgraced or let my enemies rejoice in my defeat. No one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced.
but disgrace comes to those who try to deceive others. Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long I put my hope in you. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and unfailing love, which you have shown from long ages past. Do not remember the rebellious sins of my youth. Remember me in the light of your unfailing love. For you are merciful, O Lord. The Lord is good and does what is right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. He leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. The Lord leads with unfailing love and faithfulness. All who keep his covenant and obey his demands. For the Father of your name, O Lord, forgive my many, many sins. Who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path they cho should choose. They will live in prosperity and their children will inherit the land. The Lord is a friend to those who fear him. He teaches them his covenant. My eyes are always on the Lord for he rescues me from the traps of my enemies. Proverbs 6 verse 6 to 11. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. But you lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. Amen. Okay. Did you want to start? Oh. Yeah, let me read the... Uh, Your tea? Today's study on Matthew. Okay. The parable is not about reward, but about salvation. It illustrates grace, God's generosity. We should begrudge those who receive God's grace at the end of their lives because in treating... In reality, no one deserves grace. We so, shouldn't be rich. The workers made the mistake of comparing themselves to each other, but they should have compared themselves to the land over. It was by his choice that any of them were working at all. In the same way, God's widespread grace will be evident in the kingdom of God. The criminal who represented repented as he was dying, Luke twenty-three forty will be there along with other people who believe and serve God for many years. Do you resent God's grace to the despised, the outcasts, and the sinners who have turned to him for forgiveness? You Have you ever been jealous of what God has given to another person? What gives you the right to make such a judgment? What do you have that God hasn't given you. And if everything you have is from God, why boast as though it were not a gift? 1 Corinthians 5, 7. Instead, focus on God's gracious gift to you and thank God for what you have. Amen. Amen. Wow, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. A lot of thankfulness for what we have. Amen. And, you know, that study makes a real good point is that 
you know, there's a lot of people in this time right now, outcast people, people with tattoos, people, with, you know, that have had sin in their lives that, you know, want help, to, that need help, that need, you know, to find Jesus. And um, they get turned away because how they look. Mm. You know, and that's, and in this, you know, the prophetic words that I've been listening to are all about, you know, this is a time where the your God's gonna, you know, come forth on the on the outcasts, the people who've been judged, and the people who are, you know, just been not allowed in the church. So it's a, re, a good a good thing. It's gonna use that generation. That amen. That's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting how. Uh, <clears throat> You know, you know, people get saved at their deathbed after rebelling and so forth all these years and so forth, you know. But our love should be like the Father. The Father wants those kids saved. Mm -hmm. And He keeps trying, you know, as soon as they're born again. He keeps trying to, giving them signs and wonders. Um, And I like it when he says, those of you who want to be leadership are must be servants of all. You know, you must mm-hmm. be a servant. Mm-hmm. And today's Exodus, are you ready to go move over? Yeah, so if you go back to that number 16 where it says, so those who are last now will be first then, and those who are first will be last. Mm-hmm. I think it's talking about, you know, you, um, well, probably two things. If you, if you serve and you come in last, you'll be first. And, uh, if you, um, get saved at the end of the year, at the end of time, you'll be first. (laughs) Or in your lifetime, you know, most likely your lifetime. But praise God. Thank you, Lord. Like the, how would you like to be a grown man and, and having your mother take you by the hand? Sebedee, mm-hmm. his mother. Mm-hmm. Something you would do. Hey, why aren't these kids <laughs> trying to get them into college? And Jesus hands us so well. You know, the cup, indeed, you drink from the bitter cup. He says, yes, you know, the reason he says, yes, you will drink, indeed drink from the bitter cup. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, because they died in him. In him. When he died, everything he did, he did it for us. Mm-hmm. And we tasted the bitter cup. Mm. You know, our, we died and we, bro- we rose up a new person too. Mm. Um even I think they were a little cocky, but God still. I like what he says. My father has prepared those places for the ones he's chosen. You know, it's not his decision. He's saying, I have no right to say who will sit on my right or my left. My father has prepared those places for the ones he's chosen. That's good. So the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve mm-hmm. others and to give his life as a ransom, ransom for many. many. So in turn, we are supposed to serve others 
you know, 100% and give uh, 100% to this, you know, in prayer and encouragement and so forth. You know, something like uh, what Joel Osteen does. Mm -hmm. You know, he just continues to. Mm -hmm. Would you like to read the meditation on this one? On Exodus 12? Study. On Exodus 12 study? Yeah. Okay, um, Exodus 12, 6 to 11. God mm. instituted a new holiday for the Hebrews, Passover. Passover was to be an annual festival to remember the night when the Lord passed over the homes of the Israelites, sparing their firstborn sons. Inside their homes, each family remembered by eating a meal of roast lamb, bitter herbs, and bread made without yeast. Wow. The lamb represented the one that had to be killed and its blood smeared on the door frame to protect the family. Bitter herbs signified the bitterness of slavery. Bread without yeast could be made quickly because the dough did not need to rise. This way the people could be ready to leave any time. Entering the Passover feast while dressed for travel was a sign of faith. Although the people were not yet free, they were ready for God had said he would lead them out of Egypt. Their preparation demonstrated their belief in God's promise. How can you celebrate God's activity in your life? What special day could you set apart to remember God's faithfulness? What symbols would reflect it? Perhaps it could remind you and your family of how God has brought you to your present place in life. Amen. What you think about that? That was that's pretty good. Uh, it's kind of like acts of faith. Mm-hmm. You know, have your sandals ready. Be fully, fully clothed. Be fully dressed. Wear your sandals and carry your walking stick in your hand. Eat the meal with urgency, for this is the Lord's Passover. So, how do you compare that today when they really they called us and they asked for us to drop everything we're doing and, mm-hmm. and run across town and help somebody? Uh-huh. with a car problem. Um, we were, you know, the amazing thing is that we were willing and able and had the time and full of gas. And, uh-huh. you know, we didn't... Uh-huh. In the half hour, we were out. So, and we say yeah. we got to get better like the Israelites, be ready uh-huh. to go on a, on a dime. Uh-huh. Isn't it amazing how the, uh, the locusts really covered the land like in a, from the whole country from like a rug all over the place just amazing then I like the way the locust was the wind came in and then mm-hmm. and got every one of them into the Red Sea it's amazing mm-hmm. the fish got a with great joy too mm-hmm. he fed all the fish out there <laughs> yeah. I do want to make a comment on the Passover um, because it says, but the blood on your doorpost will serve as a sign marking the houses where you're staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague of death will not touch you when you when I strike the land of Egypt. You know, we all know that the cross of the door, but I, I like that, you know, that it's the blood of Jesus that causes, you know, us to be protected, you know. The plague of death will not touch you. I will pass over you. You know, we see all this chaos and all this destruction happening. You know, mm-hmm. we can we can rely on the blood of Jesus for the protection. You know, 
But anyway, that's kind of interesting. You know, I like too that um, it said over here in, not to see, where am I? 22. So Moses lifted his hand to the sky and a deep darkness covered the entire land of Egypt for three days. During all that time, the people could not see each other and no one moved. Can you imagine having darkness for three days? Darkness, not just, you know, it's dark. And I, you know, I, I think there's recordings. I don't know if it's in the Aztecs or the mm -hmm. Chinese people. Mm -hmm. They have recordings that went dark over there. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, but it's but the the amazing thing once again. But there was light as usual where the people of Israel lived. Uh -huh. Isn't that awesome. That yeah. one little area in Goshen where they were. There's light, and all this is dark. It just it's good to be under God's kingdom. <laughs> It's that's an amazing, amazing thing to, uh, you know, all I did was raise his hands, raise your hand, and I'll bring darkness. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's a lot of things about raising our hands, clapping our hands, mm -hmm. you know, there's power things that we do in the unseen world mm -hmm. to praise and worship the Lord and to fight the enemy. Yeah. One thing I kind of picked up here, too, in number 27, it says, but the Lord, I'll just read the whole thing. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart once more, and he would not let them go. Get out of here, Pharaoh shouted at Moses. I'm warning you, never come back to see me again. And he says very strongly, the day you see my face, you will die. But he saw him right away again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He came back. Mm -hmm. There's a little passage in here that doesn't seem to mix in with the whole story. It's on... Uh, now the Lord had told Moses earlier, Pharaoh will not listen to you, but then I will do even more mighty miracles in the land of Egypt. Moses and performed these miracles in Pharaoh's presence, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, mm -hmm. and he wouldn't let the Israelites leave the country. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like uh, it's just a statement of what's been going on. Um, After he said that, what you said, hurry, take all your phone. Mm -hmm. Only then, then will I go, then, burning with anger, Moses left Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. He will force all you to leave. Now, I like the way he said, the Lord had caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the people of Israel. It's awesome, huh? Hey, man, he gives them articles of silver and gold. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Lord knows, man, what's valuable. So then we can have a money system in between the, uh, you know, buy and sell in between the uh, Israelites when their economy gets going. You know, some of us could be bread makers, other bush butchers and so forth. They, mm -hmm. have, they have some kind of... Uh, medium to trade. God you, even it, provided for that. It's so, it's so good to know that the Lord can cause other people to show you favor, you know. Amen. People that aren't saved or born again. Proverbs it says that you'll be favorable with God and man. Yes. You can finish that if you want. Amen. But, you know, uh, uh, Pharaoh... 
It says the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. I guess mm -hmm. we have to believe that. But, you know, he already... I don't know how he, can he get around with saying that he, he hardened his own heart. Mm -hmm. Well, that was his attitude. It says real plainly that the Lord mm -hmm. hardened his... You know, it didn't bypass his free, his free will. Mm -hmm. He was going to do it anyway. Okay. Thank you, Heavenly Father God, for the reading of your word and instructing us and teaching us. Was there anything in Psalms and Proverbs? No. I like that. Just so I said the other day, no one who trusts in, in you will never will ever be disgraced. Amen. We trust in the Lord and we're good.